0: What a beautiful name. You were the one is the king
1: deleting that even though the last part was not good god bless y'all have a good day (laughs) it's all about you it's all about you Hello. guys i'm gonna sing a song we used to sing at harvest church and with the praise team i hope you guys like it i really love it um it's a good worship song how great is our god how great is our god sing
0: with me how great is our god and oh we'll see how great how great How great is our God, and oh, we'll see how. how great is our God and oh, we'll see how great
1: my second Christian song I wrote. A little more intimate. To my
0: audience of one This song is just for you I give you
1: everybody so I am going to play some more music hopefully it sounds good I'm gonna try to get me a microphone you know like them individual standing ones so I can uh, have that music maybe sound better if it's on one of those kind of things so we'll see Mm -hmm.
0: I'm forgiven because you were the
1: very first song that i wrote a christian song it should be should say and i really like it because I, it was inspired by john 3 16 i'll have to tell you all my testimony about my son and how all that goes into this scripture so this is the uh, and it was pretty it wasn't even like a slow you know love song type thing it was like a drive and go get on type of song so i'm pretty excited about it i hope you enjoy it Saturday, Uh, I think it's July 10th, and it's around noon. I've been doing some laundry and uh, working on my budget and stuff like that, just getting regular things that I normally can't do during the week, getting it done today. Um, Today, I wanted to come on uh, with the music and explain to you the John 316 song Um, why that inspired me so I've actually experienced a miracle myself so um, it's going to take a while to tell you the story so I hope that you have time sit down and listen to this it's gonna be good Um, so I had been married the first time at age 27 I had gotten pregnant right after our marriage and within one month of the pregnancy I lost the baby So, because of a tubal uh, pregnancy. So, um, had to have some other stuff done after we uh, determined that that had happened. And then I wound up getting a divorce. I don't know if maybe the miscarriage was part of that problem. But in any case, we wound up divorced. Um, he had cheated. So, I let him come back after he cheated. And he left a Dear John letter saying, it's just not the same as it was before. So, that ended about a year later because I had to proceed with the divorce where I had to put his name and that my intentions were to divorce him in the newspaper because I had no idea where he moved. So, there's that situation. Move along to number two. Number two, I met him in the neighborhood where I lived and we were together for two years, I believe, before he asked me to marry him. The biggest rock I'd ever seen in my life. Um, So, you know, of course I loved him. So we got married. That relationship lasted about 10 years. 9 years, 10 years, something like that. But the issue was we got married early because I had irregular menstrual cycle. Like my whole childhood. Um, And it was due to PCOS, polycystic ovarian. And it's where the eggs don't come down the fallopian tubes into the uterus like they should. They stay up by the ovaries and turn into little cysts. So I had little cysts all over my ovaries. Well, um, we went to, or I went to the OBGYN and he's like, here's what we can do. We can either put you on, you know, birth control pills, or we can go ahead and try to get you pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, that's what I'd like to do. We were planning on getting married, and I was like 30 years old or so. No, actually, I wasn't that old. I was about 20, oh, good grief. I can't remember. So, I got married to the first husband in 99, got married to the second husband in 2001 like 2000 or 2001 anyway so we had I wanted to have kids I wanted a whole house full and so we decided we were going to go through this fertility process so he gave us medication uh, seroquil. I did two rounds of seroquil during this five-year span my husband of course you know how some men can be they didn't want to go and have to do all the you know counting of their manhood thingies (laughs) you know how many there is in in the in the situation happening so he didn't want to do all of that and so I did as much as I could and so I just basically gave up I mean I cried and prayed and prayed and cried like I said we got married the year not even I mean it was in a matter of a month or so we got married after they told us we were going to do that because I wanted to be married and trying to get pregnant so um we had tried to get pregnant Um, and from 2000 to 2004 yeah um, I finally looked at my husband and I was like you know it's just going to be me and you I know we did this early to try to have kids but it's not going to happen and he's like okay well he had already had two children from a previous marriage so it wasn't a huge thing to him but it was huge to me and so I always took my nephews and nieces to Kentucky Kingdom. I remember one year I bought all of them. There's like five at that time. Um, all of them King, Kentucky Kingdom passes, so it, I could take them, you know, during the summer to Kentucky Kingdom because I just really enjoyed it, and I remember plenty of times we had great memories uh, there. And so. I just enjoyed being around kids. Well, my aunt, Sheila, had asked me to come to her church, which is where my grandma went to, come to her church and help the kids with um, choir and help them learn how to sing um, in harmony. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great thing to do. Well, when that happened is when also the issue with my corporal tunnel kicked in. And I eventually had to have hand surgery and was off work for a pretty good piece of time because it was both hands so I had to have surgery on one hand and then surgery on the next hand when that hand healed so I was off work for a while long-term disability and I was you know starting to get involved in church I went to the youth youth rallies with them and youth rallies basically means that the kids would all get together and they would go to another church where they would put on um a rally for young people To be together and learn about God and um, you know just fellowship together and and start building relationships and so I went with them and that's where I actually got saved um, because I had been playing in bars my dad owned a bar when I turned 21 so I remember working in there at that time and I don't know if it's still the same case but you could be 20 in a day and work in a bar and serve beer um, so I worked in the bar with my father um, and you know just worked in a bar. I mean I just that was the life we had. I didn't go to church then and so whenever this happened when in 2003 she invited me to come to their church well I wound up <clears throat> wound up uh, getting saved at a youth rally, got baptized at our church. Um, and started going to morning services too because normally I would just go on Friday night service because that's when the kids were there and that was the purpose of my whole intention with church. So, whenever I got saved, I was like, I need to know more. I want to know more. I need to get involved a little more. So, I went to day uh, church and evening church with the kids and everything and all the things they were doing and got filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Um, And then I remember... Because I was off work for a while during that year. Um, I wanted to go to like everything. It's Like I said, I needed to know more. So, I went to um, prayer meeting with the ladies, the older ladies on Tuesday mornings. And learned how to pray with people. And learned how to, um, you know, get in touch with God. And just seeing the Lord work in so many different ways being with those women. Um, they were, you know... I mean, they had pillars of of Christian uh, belief and, you know, relationships with God. I mean, you just, you could just sit back and imagine what kind of stories they told. I know one of them, Sister Baker, told about how she was in a fire and an angel went in and helped save her. And Sheila, my aunt, she was astounded by that testimony every day. And this was when Sister Baker was a little girl. So... know her her life she had believed full-heartedly and that's basically the main core of our belief is faith believing in Christ believing in God and so because of just her belief I believe you know God had a plan for her and he did cuz I mean she lived quite a long time and affected many people's lives because of her testimony And so, anyway, you know, I don't know what God's plan is, but it was awesome. And so, Sheila and Rhonda had to work normal, I guess, during the day. And so, they wanted to start a prayer meeting on Monday night so that we could get together and enjoy prayer together like we was on Tuesday mornings. And so, the first Monday night service was on June 14th of 2004. And it was on a Monday. You can look it up. I'm going to do it right now just to make sure because I don't have everything in front of me and I want to make sure I tell you correct. I'm going to keep going, though. Um, so, 14th, 2004. Yep. Okay. So, on June 14th, 2004 was our first Monday night service. Well, this is when I got my miracle. So, we were going in there into the big sanctuary. It was just three of us. We had just the smallest amount of lights on. We didn't want to use a whole lot of lights or anything because... You know, we, it was just us three, and it wasn't like we were having a huge service. We didn't want to waste the energy. So, it was kind of dark. Well, we started off, and we were praying through each pew for the church, you know, for God's will to occur, for people to be blessed, for those pews to be full, for good things to happen. And so, I'm going through, patting on the chairs. Well, I start moving in the spirit more and more, and I start feeling like that the Lord wants the entire church building to be anointed, So, for some reason, the Spirit of God hit me and I ran. I'm talking in the dark. The only thing I could see was the exit signs in the hallways. This was a two story building. Upstairs had just small windows up in the top, none in the hallway. It just had one end of the door, and I think it was like painted or something. There wasn't really a window in it. So, there wasn't very many windows, and it was dark. (laughs) The only light you could see would be like the street lights. So here I am in the spirit running through our church and every room I would go into, it was like I was searching for the bad spirits that were trying to tear down the church and hurt people and, you know, manipulate all these spirits of things, spirits of envy, spirits of Neglect. I mean, all these, that's how I felt, is that these things were coming in to take away from the goodness of God. So here I was running through the church in every room, kitchen, bathrooms, hallways, the Sunday school rooms. I mean, I was blessing them all, (laughs) chasing them down and vexing them out, you know, get out of here kind of thing. And so, I came down. I know that sounds crazy, but it was the spirit of God. I'm not going to question it. I'm definitely not going to make fun of it. So, came downstairs. Came back into the sanctuary where Sheila and Rhonda were already still praying. And I sat down because I'm tired by that time. I'm like exhausted. The Lord had moved on me. So, when the Lord moves on you, you, your, your flesh cannot take the spirit. And whenever you are filled with the spirit, it usually wears you out so i went into the sanctuary and i sat down and we all started praying i think the ladies moved over by where i was at and we all started just praying and i remember rhonda came over to me and she started praying for me and i remember the word that she gave me she was speaking in tongues and translating it and she said to me to me or in general um The Lord is going to give you the desires of your heart. And, of course, that made me feel really good because I was like, he finds favor in me. He's happy with me. And so that made me really happy. And then she said, he's going to give you a child. And I was like, okay. I don't know what exactly that means because I've already tried. But I believed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believed that if God wanted me to because I told him, I said, God, if you want me to have a child, I can't do it with these human things I can't do it with this but if you want me to then we will if you don't then I'm happy without and so when she said that to you to me or yeah to me I just kind of fell out <laughs> like slain in the spirit kind of thing and just wept and so of course you know we finish up Nothing major else happens except the word came, right? And so I'm like, okay, we'll just go on about our business. God's got this. It's my fault. We're not going to worry about anything. We're going to let him do it if it's him. And if he wants me to, it'll happen. If He don't, then we won't. Well, I went through all that time still doing the Tuesday morning service, still going to youth rallies, starting to go to church during the morning, going to church on Wednesdays because, like I said, I didn't have – a lot of stuff to do at that time um, I didn't have any kids my husband he never wanted to be at home and now I understand why um, he had a problem with uh, addiction so I believe he was probably going through that um, situation at the time well anyway getting to the point um, it was probably in probably in August I start getting real sick I'm like what is wrong Ah, this is you know I didn't feel right and the the pain under my right side was hurting now again I was already a diabetic and I had been taking um metformin for my sugar I had lost because I started fasting and stuff I lost quite a bit of weight and um I was down to like 165 probably so I wound up um going to the doctor at that time during that day I was working third shift and or no I don't think it was it I think I was watching the kids for my sister while she was working so I had her children with me when I went to the hospital because I was telling my dad I'm like I think I might have gallstones mom had like a lot of gallstones they had to remove when she had surgery on them so I thought oh man I must have inherited that I need to go get this checked out so I went into the hospital and they immediately made me go in and have a urine to make sure I wasn't pregnant and while we were waiting on that result they sent me to have an ultrasound on my gallbladder because they can do that because it doesn't affect the baby or anything um during the time of you know your cycle or whatever and so um so I go into the ultrasound have that done I come back and by the time I get back, the doctor's in there, and he's like, okay, I got some news for you. And I'm like, really? It's back that fast? And he's like, yeah. He said, um, it's positive. And I'm like, I've got gallstones? And he's like, no, you're pregnant. And I'm like, what? Because number one, going back to the previous husband and the previous miscarriage, after the one month, I was bleeding. And I hate to be explicit, but I, I mean, I have to in order to tell you the story. I was bleeding because I was having a miscarriage. So, this time, I wasn't having that. I was only having pain. So, I, of course, am excited because I'm pregnant, first of all, and I'm, like, trapped because they just brought me back to my room. I'm trapped in this bed with the sides up because they don't ride around with those sides down, and so a nurse passes by because the doctor left the room. A nurse passes by, and I'm like, I can't get the phone. Can you give me my phone? I got to call my my mom, you know, I got to call somebody and tell them. I called my mom and I told her and she's like, Well what's going on? What do you think's happening? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm not I'm not bleeding. And so I'm a little bit more excited this time. So they had to do more tests, so on and so forth. Well We wound up going through all of the testing. Um, We never had any problems through the pregnancy at all. I'm diabetic. I already knew I was going to have to take insulin. Come to find out, I did have to stay three days at that office or that that hospital visit because I had pancreatitis from the medication, the metformin. I couldn't be on that when I was pregnant. So they put me in the hospital. I had to fast for three days. They put me on an IV. And so after that, I had to go in and find out how much insulin I would have to give myself. I mean, I was having to watch my sugars very closely. But the great thing about my pregnancy is I did not have to go to a high-risk doctor. Normally, a diabetic would. Anybody with uh, preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure, would. I didn't have any of that. We got closer to the date of pregnancy. And, um, you know, everything was good. They induced my labor because she did not want me to have the baby at 40 weeks. She wanted me to have the baby at 39. Didn't want me to go over because of me being diabetic. Diabetics usually have like a 13-pound baby, okay? Because you don't get the sugar, the baby gets all of the sugar you don't get. So, so they, they didn't want me to go over that amount. So, they took me in on a Monday night on March 14th and uh, they give me the Pitocin and then I went through labor pains uh, Monday night Tuesday and then Wednesday morning at 9:54 a.m. on March 16th my son was born now when we found out that I was having a son my husband we had already made arrangements if it's a girl I get to name her if it's a boy you get to name him and so we already knew that he was going to be a junior, John, Johnny William Yates Jr. So we already knew his name before he would ever be born because you learn that at like 20 weeks or something. It's ridiculous, really early in the pregnancy. <laughs> so um, we get to the day of the, uh, you know, through that time frame where I had to go in for the um for the uh, inducing my labor, it was and now I didn't check all this until after the pregnancy and after the labor and everything, but after I had went back and looked at it, it was nine months exactly to the day that we had this um, prayer meeting that they induced my labor. So June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, nine months from the day. March 14th they induced my labor I was in labor for three days the 14th 15th and had him on the 16th his month of birth is 3 and the date of his birth is the 16th we already knew he was Johnny so John 3:16, and that's how that song came to be that's why that is my most favorite scripture John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is my inspiration. And I pray that you were blessed by my story. And I hope that you enjoy your day. Today's going to be a good day. Be blessed and know that God loves you. No matter what you're going through, who you think you are, God knows who you are. So find out who he thinks you are and live up to that expectation. Don't be lowered to someone else's standard. Be a God child. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. See you around the merry-go-round. it is just afternoon you know this is my normal time to get on here and start talking to you about things in my life so I just want to say when you are put in a position where you have to address something okay because I've done that just recently and when that happens God is going to prepare you for your own battle to face those same issues to see how you're going to handle it. I did good. I've been doing good y'all. I'm so proud of myself. It ain't just me. It's the Lord. I'm telling you. And the fact that I knew to hold my tongue. I'm just, y'all don't even know. Oh, grace is so good. So, um, Like, every relationship has been a struggle in the last, I mean, like, four days, probably. It may have been a little longer, but in any case, I have had some challenges since posting, you know, the other podcast I had about um, not being judgy. Well, I got to talk to my friend today, Jean, I always look forward to Mondays because Mondays is when I know I can talk to her and I can like get things off my chest, and she will help me look at it different. It's something they do. I mean, they ain't really doing a whole lot. They ain't like huge science. If we had really good friends that would accept all of our drama without placing any kind of judgment on it, we could probably have these same conversations with our friends. But anyway, so I talked to her today and I explained a lot of the situations. And she said, you know, one thing about it is you have to remember that people that attack you, first of all, it's not necessarily about you. Because there's this thing, and I haven't looked it up yet. This is a fresh, you know, I end my session with her at noon. So, (laughs) anyway, so she said for me to check in the webster's dictionary about the word double bind d-o-u-b-l-e-b-i-n-d another word i hadn't looked at it but she said it's something to the effect of human beings will always try to hurt someone else thinking that their pain is going to get better by doing that And she says, you know, it's just human nature. It's just how we are. And the biggest thing in the whole situation, the whole scheme of things is, the Lord's trying to help us realize that the human way of doing things isn't right. So trying to hurt other people because you're hurting isn't the way to get better or feel better. It's not. So... Um, you know, realizing that it's your pain you're dealing with, that there's something in your past that has caused you pain and, you know, understanding that the person that you're addressing this issue to hasn't done anything to you. And, oh, I just, I look at it now and I'm like, it's so revealing. Like parents pass it on to their children, husbands pass it on to their wives, wives pass it on to their husband and the children, I'm just, you know, and it's usually out of pain or fear that you do that. What I also learned is I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not, that's not my nature. That's not something that I I will take it and let you keep doing it simply because I'm not going to give you more pain. That's why. I don't want anybody else to be in the same amount of pain or equal pain as me. I'm trying my best to learn all of this stuff so that way I don't affect my kid and this will be the bloodline break right here where nobody else has to have the same pain. Um, so learning this stuff going to therapy is not bad. Okay, it's just not. I, I don't feel bad about it at all. Um, it's helping me a great deal to be able to discuss day to day. I mean, I wrote down a two and a half page summary of what's been bothering me, and we discussed it today. So it helped. We took the whole hour too. Um, and all the things that I was looking at as people trying to attack me and uh, people, you know, saying derogatory things to me or picking out my flaws and that kind of thing, it was so revealing to know that person who's doing it has their own issues with what they're doing like what they're doing to you is basically a mirror and they're having some issues in their mind they have some rules that they have to look a certain way or they have to you know feel a certain way or look a certain way or whatever maybe they got ridiculed about it when they were younger anyway it's their problem right so that's the thing is when they're talking and throwing out all this hate And spewing all this mean crap to you it's not you it's that they've been hurt and they're in pain and she had mentioned you know what do you normally do when you are attacked normally I stay silent I don't respond because I know that just this little bit of problem that they're telling me that's my problem is just the tip of their issues and I can't fix that I can't fix that. She even said, you're not able, you don't have that power to fix somebody else. You don't. You don't have the power to fix anybody. And people will come to you and tell you bad things about you or they'll say, you know, I, I'm trying to tell you that I'm hurting and nobody's listening. Nobody cares. So then that pulls you in and makes you think, okay, you got to fix it. No, you don't have that power. You can listen to them. You can listen to what they're saying and try to be there for them and love them even when they're in their mess. That's where I'm at right now with a couple of my relationships. Can't fix them. Um, And also, um, I was upset about something that had happened. This is where that whole challenge came that I failed. Basically, someone called me out about... I shake these days and I had mentioned well first of all it came up about a person that a mutual friend that we knew and they had said something that sh- this person had done in their home that was very disrespectful completely disrespectful at this time I failed I don't do- normally do this but I was in a very awkward situation position where I was in a person's home the person who told me this basically was an enemy from my whole life and I was trying to have some kind of common ground with her which was wrong and I did it with the wrong intention and didn't realize it until today. So um, I know yesterday Pastor Jeff had talked about um, being loving and kind and All those things and I'm like you know I'm pretty good at doing that I thought highly of myself a little bit of self-pride because I do I don't try to hurt other people I don't want to ever do that and so when I talked to her today I was like this happened and she's like well this is the reason why they said oh and you say you're such a Christian I made the mistake and tried to meet this girl on the same level ground and said oh I know what you mean that person did this when we used to hunt, hang out 20-something years ago, I should never have done that. So, and I'm, like I said, I never, ever, ever do that. I don't talk about people behind their back. But because I was in a very challenging position in this person's home, um, who basically had a friend loosen the lug nuts on my tire. I mean, this is not just something that I just want to be, you know, in my flesh and want to hurt somebody. This person had tried to harm me, my kids and her kids, by having somebody loosen the, the lug nuts on the car. So there was a lot of pain in that moment when that happened. My flesh was weak and I was not walking in the spirit to say, no, I'm not going to add into this. We already know that person, and she's got a lot of problems and issues on her own, but she don't need nobody back here talking about her. (sighs) Now that I got all that out, jeez, I feel rotten about it. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, gosh, I got so much stuff that I gotta work on. No wonder I got horrible relationships. People, I don't like hurting people. I don't like just being in, that's why I don't sit around and gossip. If you ever seen me and people start gossiping or talking about somebody else I walk away from that conversation because I've been that girl I've been the one they're talking about and I don't want to hurt somebody else and that's not a very Christian thing to do or say it doesn't match what you're saying about you being a Christ-like person so I've got to repent this is my confession right <laughs> so um, that was very helpful for me. That's where I'm working. i got that project to work on. Try not to throw more fire on the, I mean, throw more wood on the fire when I'm in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with. I cannot let down, let down my guard. Just like it says in the Bible about the full armor of God. You can't let any of that stuff down or you're going to wind up tripping up. And you'll wind up sinning, which is what I did. But we are under grace and we are we ask god and we try not to do it again keep trying that's all you can do is keep trying not to do the sin again i mean there's you can't whoo i never even realized that's what happened and that's why my walk doesn't look a certain kind of way because my words aren't meeting up with my actions whew, so much oh all right um Let's see... So, these are the... Okay, so she asked me what were my choices. Um, I need to... Let's see... Whenever i get um, hurt by somebody, what do I normally do? So, I don't usually retaliate because you know when they're talking bad to you about you, then you know that there's a lot more that they can say. This particular person is very good at attacking me and anything about me. So, I already know a mild level of her capabilities. And I don't want to go there. I don't like me when I get that way. I don't like her when she's like that. And I definitely don't want to be like that. Okay? So, what does it do to you when you're hurt by someone else? Me? What do I usually do? I'm silent. I don't say anything. I take the hurt. The next thing is you either respond with like kind the same way that they are to you, but it's not my nature. We just I, I you know it's not. It never has been. I'm not that type of person. Um, so she was like, Okay, those are the only two choices you have, and I'm like, pretty much, like that's the only thing I do. Either I will come back with something just as nasty. And hope for the best <laughs> or I will be quiet and take the hurt and just keep taking the hurt and then she brought up you know that Jesus had had to go through all that stuff too and that he was very hurt and you know not not very happy about his life and so uh it's just lots of lots of issues lots of problems um I got distracted from that message. Sorry. Um, and again, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm still working at relationships actively. That's what the dings are for. Um, but, you know, we're all a work in progress. Um, but instead she said, here's, you know, try some other options. Let's see what else, um, you can do. She said, stay in your own reality. Um what is it that you need to do as a christian and she said you know as a christian we are supposed to be uplifting other people we're supposed to be making them feel like they're loved and wanted and never rejected we are supposed to be like christ and um so i always try to take on someone else's anger or pain myself to fix them or just it 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 makes me freeze because I don't want to retaliate and make it worse right so she's saying you know get to the point where you can hear God's voice in that attack or in that hurt and realize that there's a lesson from the pain once you realize the pain of that then you can learn from it and it no longer hurts as bad so once you can go through the pain she said just like going to the dentist she said that's not very you when you go to the dentist you're in pain you know when you go to the dentist it's gonna be painful but she said once you take care of the tooth and you go to the doctor and let them pull it or fix it and fix the cavity or whatever it is then you know you're feeling better because you've addressed that issue head-on so I cried I cried a lot today More than I wanted to but I I was glad because I had sat down and journaled what was bothering me that helped me before our our meeting today Um, she said in your pain pray that God will see the pain that you've received and that he will pour in healing into your heart and fix the painful places And then also, like whenever you hear someone that says, you know, I'm trying to tell you I'm in pain and I'm having problems and I just wish somebody would listen or understand or hear me. What you can do in that time, because you again, you don't have the power to fix their problem. You just need to comfort them and let them know that you're there and say, I'm here for you and I trust you to make the choices that are best for you to heal from what you're going through and so that would be something that would help another person um that would show your inner light your inner goodness which is what we all need to be trying to do and i just know that we have to heal one another we are our brother's keepers the thing is is this wretched world will try to make you believe that we are all enemies of one another And like we're all trying to get the best of this and the best of that and we're trying to get one up on the joneses whatever it's not it's not god is going to reward you in heaven for your kindness and goodness on this earth and so you know everybody's picking their own where they want to be rewarded it says that in the bible too people who are fasting and shows everybody that they're fasting and you know, tells everybody that they're fasting, they're going to be rewarded. They're already been rewarded because they get to show off that they have. But those who do fast and don't let anybody know and continue on with the Lord in secret will be rewarded in heaven. So, you know, read the word, read the word. I pray for you guys. I love you so much. I'm just trying to help everybody heal because that's this. (laughs) I've had tough times. But there's people out there that's had tougher times. And and you, again, you may not ever be healed. I don't have the power to fix you. I have the power to talk to you and listen to you. Check in on you. Love you. That's my job. As a Christian, that's my job. And I'm going to watch my mouth. <laughs> Whenever I get into hard situations, I'm not going to run it be like well you know I, I i remember some things you just need to be careful instead of bringing up specific situations that's happened, that was, i was absolutely wrong in that in that situation and i'm gonna repent and i'm probably gonna bring it up to the people that actually said something to me because i just feel awful i mean i feel disgraceful and disrespectful because i did that That was me making a mistake, and I'm taking ownership of my issue. But other thing that's happened has not been my issue. So I can only apologize for what I've done and fix what I've done. I can't fix anybody else. I love you guys. I pray that you guys have a good Monday. I'm praying for God's Holy Spirit to come into your life and in your heart. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ I'm going to do this again I feel like maybe now this is something that I need to do on every recording just ask him in. just open up your heart and say God I can't I need my Lord and Savior to be Jesus Christ so he can come in and heal all those broken pieces that have been torn to shreds, that have been ripped apart I don't want that for you. I know the world makes you think that God's left you and he's never coming back. I know people have said, if God's such a good God, why are these things happening? We're not in heaven. Heaven is perfect. Heaven's where we're not going to have sin. We're not going to have fear. We're not going to have hurt. We're not going to have pain. But on this earth, we have fallen away from grace. And now we are enduring the things that the evil one puts into this world. So guys, take a hold of your life. Ask the Lord to guide you. I'm just, I'm just here to listen. I can't fix any of you. I'm fixing me. But I'm letting you into a very intimate part of my life so that you may get a little bit of guidance for a little be enlightened a little bit to look at things a little different. And it takes practice not going to happen overnight you can tell by what happened to me the other night so just keep practicing trying to be good guys it takes practice and i'm going to be honest with you if i had not changed my life and become saved in 2003 i would have been much worse off than i am right now i thank god that he saved me there's no telling where i would be right now i probably wouldn't even be here if i had not changed my life and let god into my heart No, I'm not perfect. No, I mean, yes, I have made so many mistakes. But God loves me. He's called me to him. He loves you too. We are all children of God. And it says, knock and the door shall be open. So if you ain't trying to reach out to him, he's standing there waiting. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force it on you. Ask God, teach me. Let me get into your word. That's what I first remember. As becoming a Christian, I heard all these people telling these stories, and I was like, what story? What are you talking about? What happened? And I, was, and I remember my pastor, he's an older man, older than my parents, and uh, he say, oh, you know that old story in the Bible. Uh, I was like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Tell me about the story in the Bible. Like, I think that may be some of the problem is that the church doesn't realize that people coming in are just, just now learning. And all the, all of the books in the Bible, if you've read them, then yeah, you're doing good. But guess what? You're supposed to be a vessel. No longer should you be putting yourself above Christ. And those people that come in need to hear Noah. Needs to hear Jonah and the whale. Needs to hear Bathsheba and David. Needs to hear Samson. Needs to hear... Oh, So many people, Peter, Paul, Mark, Luke, and John needs to read Acts and what Pentecost is and what Palm Sunday is. We celebrate Easter and most people don't even know what those are. Preachers, please listen to me. I'm pleading to you now. Start getting back to the basics. Start reading those old ones that people think everyone knows. Because we've had a generation that has fallen off and their children don't know. So we're talking about Sunday school lessons in the sanctuary. And the people who've already heard them is just interceding for those new babies that's come into the world, into the heavenly area. Because it's basically two different worlds. You got this world and you got heaven. And you ain't going to know about the heavenly things until you're in the word. And the word needs to be as basic as possible, tell people about all the stories. Let's start over. This is a new beginning. This is what we call revival. Revival don't look the same as it did back then. You're thinking all these church people that known about all their lives needs to be revived. Yes, that's true. I ain't gonna freak out about that, but let me tell you something. We have an entire generation that knows nothing about a revival. They don't even know what that is. Don't know. They go. I mean, you know, I went. Had no idea what it was really about until I got a little bit deeper. Honey, we need to start getting some people in the waiting pool before we start throwing them into the ocean. Let's start getting that waiting pool going. I love you guys. And I'm going to do the best I can to keep on doing this. I got to get ready for work. I pray you have a blessed day. My prayers cover you. In the name of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus is applied to your life to heal every part of your life. That is His power, not mine. Whenever I stand as a Christian, I stand in Christ. Christ is basically covering me. He covers every single Christian. And we do make mistakes, people. We are not perfect. Don't look to us because we're not going to be what you need. Only Jesus can save or heal those most darkest parts of our lives. Let him in today. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to make you my Lord and Savior. And then I want you to start reading the word. I would read the New Testament first. Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, it's about Jesus and his life when he first began. Luke tells all about the Christmas story, and you'll learn about that, and then you can continue on to learn about the Holy Ghost, which is in Acts, and you'll learn about all of Jesus' disciples. That's a good place because we're in that era now. We are under his grace. Before that, in the Old Testament, they had to live by a bunch of laws. And you'll read about that. Get in there and read it for yourselves, guys. I know the Lord is calling out for you, but you've got so much in your mind right now. You don't know which way to go. I'm saying stop looking around and look up. I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. You guys have a wonderful Monday.
0: I'm not waiting, I know heaven lives me.
1: I may have to re-record this after this time. I'm going to try not to delete it because I keep, I feel like it needs to be sang. And this is like the sixth or seventh time. I'm going to have to go back if it doesn't sound right this time. And I'm going to have to write the chords down because I keep messing up. There is an endless song that
0: goes in my soul. I hear the music ring. And though the storms may come, I am holding on to the rock of God I cling. How can I keep from singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting the King, and it makes my heart want to sing. I will lift my eyes in the darkest night, for I know my Savior lives. And I will walk with you, knowing you'll see me through, and sing Songs you give How can I keep from singing your praise How can I ever say enough How amazing is your love How can I keep from shouting your name I know I'm loved by the King And it makes my heart want
1: to troubled times sing
0: when i win i can sing when i lose my step
2: and
1: fall down again i can sing cause you pick me up sing cause you're there i can sing cause you hear me lord when i call to you in prayer i can sing with my last breath sing for i know That I'll sing with the angels and the saints around
0: the throne. How can I keep from singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting your name? I know I am loved by the King. And it makes my heart want to sing Oh, I know I am loved by the King And it makes my heart When he told you you're not good enough When he told you you're not right When he told you you're not good enough To put up a good fight When he told you you're not worthy When he told you you're not loved When he told you you're not beautiful That you'll never be Let your fire fall and cast The comes here with Jesus The disciples were getting concerned The wind started violently blowing And he was asleep in the stern Does he not care that we perish We're helpless and we're so afraid. Jesus arose when they called him. And said to them, where is your faith? Cause you prayed all night. And you've held on with all of your might. Child, you'll cry. Have awoken the master. Oh, he knows your voice. Lift your hands, it's time to rejoice. Child, your cries have awoken the master. hit you without any warning the storm of your life has begun and see no hope in the distance you're frightened and nowhere to run and now your vessel is feeling you're thinking that you'll surely drown. You cry out for help from the Savior. You know you can't give up now. Cause you prayed all night. And you've held on with all your might. Child, you'll cry. Have awoken the master Oh, he knows your voice Lift your hands, it's time to rejoice Child, your cries Have awoken the master up there worrying that he's fast asleep the winds are so deadly water so deep you try to be patient soon he'll bring peace just one word from his voice and it all must cease calls you pray all night And you've held on with all of your might Child, your cries Have awoken the Master Oh, he knows your voice Lift your hands, it's time to rejoice Child, your cries have awoken the master cause you prayed all night and you've held on with all your might child your cries have awoken the master Oh, he knows your voice Lift your hands, it's time to rejoice Child, your cries Have awoken the Master Oh, he knows your voice Lift your hands, it's time to rejoice Child, your
2: cries
0: Have awoken the master Oh, your cries Have awoken the master Oh, your cries have awoken the master There's nothing worth more that could ever come close no thing can compare you're our living home. your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Holy Spirit Nothing worth more That can ever come close No thing can compare You're our living hope Your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of love My heart becomes free, and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. What our hearts long for To be overcome By your presence, Lord Your presence, Lord Let us become more aware Of your presence your presence
1: as a different episode because what happens is you have to go through all those songs again to get to the end and I don't like that so we'll do it this way this is one I already recorded on the other one but it means so much to me I want to do it again and that way um, you you can hear it without having to wait for all those other songs to go through so let's see my sleep is gone my heart is
2: full
0: of sorrow. I can't believe how much I've let you down. I dread the pain that waits for me. Lord, I'll serve you until my dying day. Help others find their way at your mercy. to care for one like me, but I've read in the Bible that old story, how you pled for my forgiveness while you were dying on a tree.
1: sounds good i'm gonna try to get me a microphone you know like them individual standing ones so i can uh have that music maybe sound better if it's on one of those kind of things so we'll see
0: i'm forgiven because you were
1: guys, I'm going to sing a song we used to sing at Harvest Church and with the praise team. I hope you guys like it. I really love it. Um, It's a good worship song. How great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me.
0: How great is our God. And oh, we'll see how great, how great. how How great is our God? No, oh, we'll see how great.
1: Second Christian song I wrote a little more intimate to my
0: audience of one. This song is just for you. I give you. i name. Tone.
1: part was not good god bless y'all have a good day <laughs> this is my very first song that i wrote a christian song it should be should say and i really like it because i it was inspired by john 3:16. i'll have to tell y'all my testimony about my son and how all that goes into this scripture mm-hmm. So, this is the, uh, and it was pretty, it wasn't even like a slow, you know, love song type thing. It was like a drive and go get on type of song. So, I'm pretty excited about it. I hope you enjoy it. No.
3: No. Oh, open blood no, blood? No. no <laughs> Come on. No no. Okay, tell
1: me about the different Jurassic things. Tell me that. I don't
3: remember the names of most of them. The yes, but period. you told me
1: that there's more than one prehistoric era or something or another. So, can you please no, explain yeah, it there's to a me? Jurassic
3: period. I can't remember most of them. I just know there's Jurassic period and. Well, I can't remember. Prehistoric Yeah, Ice Age and all I don't remember most of them.
1: Okay, so what was your tra- point in trying to explain that to me?
3: To explain to you how how spiders and stuff can't be as big as us and we don't have to worry about big spiders
1: oh, i'm just saying that caramel or the camel apple
3: <laughs> camel apple
1: <laughs> the camel spider is huge from what yeah, i can see some bugs and can't. a tarantula is big
3: yeah so. but they're still but if you imagine them back in that high oh. era that they had 30 percent air uh-huh. yeah then they so would be much, much bigger scary. than they are now the only reason why they're that big is because they were made that big. They so it's probably not oxygen. a bad thing at all. They still have are enough oxygen destroyed. to keep themselves that big. They still have enough oxygen. Did you hear me? How much? Did you hear me? What I said it's
1: probably not a bad thing that the trees have been demolished so that the oxygen level gets lower so that way the sweaters get bigger. Would <laughs> you say that's true? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I guess that's all I'll do today.
3: Good morning, my podcast family. Um, I'm on vacation. It's my first week of vacation, 2021. Um, it's been rough, and I had my meeting with Jean this morning, and I needed to encourage myself in the Lord. So I remember not too long ago, uh, I remember witnessing someone having the same problem, and trying to find somebody to talk to and find comfort, and you just can't find it on this earth the way you should. So, I decided that I'm going to play some songs that I had done before and re-record them because when I was listening to them one here, um, they sounded like they had a lot of interruptions, by the way. Let me go ahead and do, do not interrupt me. <laughs> until I'm ready. So hopefully I get through this without any text or bother. So um, I hope you enjoy it. It's the same songs I did before. I'm going to go ahead and stop this so um, I can put the background music to this and then I will start the music after. Thanks you guys for listening. Thanks for your support.
0: It's all about you.